From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Yes, I've been waiting all week. I'm not just all night, but I've been waiting all week. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice of America. A network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. Oh, he's here. Yeah, I'm here. Fan Man, you, you're sick, <laughs> sick, man. You're sick. I'm sick. Man, you're supposed to be on the pup list. You know, players unable to perform. You're not supposed <laughs> to be you know, doing this show when you're sick. But listen, I'm, I'm glad you're doing this, man. I, you know, how's the weather down there in uh, yeah, L.A., it's, wherever it's, you're at? It's really nice. I was hoarse screaming about the Eagles-Dallas game on the... Uh, on on Sunday, so that's I was hoarse. Yeah, I was. Like, <laughs> so this illness is really all about your voice and and the fact that you lost it because the Eagles just annihilated the uh, the Cowboys. They, they killed them. Those I, cowgirls. I, it was amazing how well they played on Sunday, and yep. and I just got to give a shout out, man, because. For some reason or another, they they come up with this wild thing. I, I don't have the, the 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 package, the NFL package. I refuse to pay for that package, you know. But I always it's an excuse really for me to get out the house and go have a good time. So, you know, I went to a sports bar, and but I went to a family friendly sports bar. Oh, you didn't go to the real wild? Places. No, I went like to I Buffalo do. Wild Wings. But I'm gonna tell you, I had the greatest time there. I mean, there are truly cowboy fans in places where you'd never expect them to be <laughs> you know like phoenix you know exactly you know and there were a ton of them that were there but i had the greatest time because there was a little kid sitting next to me and his dad is breaking him in right i think it's his dad maybe it wasn't but anyway he had a great role model with him uh-huh. breaking him in the right way took him to watch an eagles cowboy game amongst cowboy fans this little man was probably in the sixth grade his name is bryce and i, I just want to shout out to bryce hey man you had the balls to be an eagles fan amongst all those cowboy fans oh yeah man he's in a bar full of dallas cowgirls yeah man he's growing up the right <laughs> hey, way so uh, i i wanted to shout out to him man but hey you told me it was going to happen you know, I did. The Eagles are going to win. Eagles are going to win. I think. I think, and this is my opinion. Like I said last year, the Giants would win the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles will be in the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles are on a total roll, and they're going to show everybody uh, what football is all about. And this this is the year for the Eagles. After after annihilating the Cowgirls, there's no way that this team can be stopped. Well, I'll tell you what. When I watched the game, one thing that I took notice to, and I, I maybe I didn't hear it. Maybe somebody said something about it, but I I didn't hear it. But when I looked at Andy Reid, Andy Reid's preparation for the game was all the way up until game time. When I looked at Andy Reid and his demeanor and his appearance, I guarantee you Andy Reid did not go home on Saturday night. I guarantee he probably didn't go home Friday night. Doesn't look like he had shaved in a week. I have never seen Andy Reid look like that in all the years that he's coached pro football. This no, you're 100 percent right. Um, one of the other things that was really cool about it with uh, with the owner of the Eagles, Laurie Jeffrey Laurie. He was high fiving his wife, and he smacked her in the face. <laughs> 
Well, he smacked it right in the face with a high five. You he, know, when you put your hand up and, he, and you smack hands, well, he, he missed and smacked it right in the face. He better be careful smacking her in the face. You know, she owns a piece of that team, too. That's her own family money that she <laughs> yeah, That's Christina so Laura. Yeah, she, she's calling some shots, too. But I'll tell you what, when I, when I saw that game, now, I, I got to say this. I still believe that there is friction between Donovan and Andy because I've, I've been there before. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I saw the NFC Championship game when the Eagles won. And, uh, of course, they got a chance to go and play the Patriots. And, uh, by the way, shout out to Jeff Spinard. Jeff's, of course, our president here at Voice America Sports and uh, the Voice America Network, the entirety. And and he's a little disappointed because the Patriots didn't make it. But, you know, we'll give well, them The Patriots a... went 11-5, and five, didn't they? I, I thought they were in. I, I really did. This isn't horseshoes. Close doesn't count. This is this is football. And they didn't well, you know, Jeff, Jeff has been uh, with his with his Patriot friends for a long time, and they've been doing a lot of Super Bowls. So now it's time to step aside yeah. and move on with the Eagles. They're going to move on. But back and, to the, the Eagles, as I was saying, you know, uh, you know, Jeffrey Laurie, but Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb still got issues because they did not get together with their traditional hug and, you know, and celebration that they do with one another when they win a game that is significant. That that was a probably the most significant game other than the Super Bowl that these two guys have been involved with, you know, since they have been a pair and they've been supporting each other. And, and actually covered each other's back until, you know, Andy threw Donovan under the bus. But everybody out there will probably say the fact that he did that, it turned this team around. But Donovan doesn't like it, and it's obvious to me that Donovan didn't appreciate the fact he was throwing well, whatever, the bus. Whatever it was, it, it worked out quite well for the Eagles, and they blew out the Cowboys. And one of it, like, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better to blow out the Cowboys. Right at the, la- the final game, they need to win to get into the playoffs because they played so poorly in December. It was their own fault. That team is a, is a joke right now. I'm surprised that coach hasn't been fired. Well, you know, it's interesting I'm that I... I'm they haven't gotten rid of him. Well, I, I say that about Andy Reid and what he did, and, and I say that Donovan didn't appreciate it, and then you came right back and said, but the team appreciated because they responded. Now, here is what I think has been the problem with other, other teams, and, and in particular other coaches, is that they have been afraid to pull the trigger and to do what's right for the team because of the personalities of which they're dealing with with the individual players, and they don't know how to manage those personalities, so they just let you know whatever the cancer is exist, and, and it hasn't been good for the team. What Andy did was not good for Donovan personally. But good for the team. But it was good for the team, and, and, in, and in effect what it did is it made it better for Donovan personally because you know anybody who is – you know, a competitive ball player who wants to win at all times, they accept that challenge. Mm-hmm. Just like they said here, you know, the the old man, the young man, the running back, Edwin James, has, has done. He's accepted the challenge as a professional, and he's handled himself in such a way that he responded with 100 yards when he played this past Sunday. Well, Donovan, in a professional way, accepted the criticism of his play. And he's and he's come back and he's been a better, but his his teammates have also been playing better, and I think that's what Wade Phillips has a problem with yes, in he Dallas. He hasn't been able to. I don't care if it's Tony Romo. I don't care who it is. I've told you this. I feel this way about quarterbacks. I don't know why quarterbacks can't be like pitchers. If you're having a bad day, set your butt down. Let somebody else come in and. You know, you'll start the next game. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? What's the problem? That's what I always say. Well, you know, get the the Cowgirls uh, lost it. They're 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 going to be sitting home watching the uh, playoffs, 
and that's good for them. They deserve it because all you hear about is America's team, America's team. I'm so sick of America's team. They they're still talking about it. They don't say that much about the Eagles, but they all talk about this cowboy cowgirl crap. And who really cares? They're out of it. They're losers. Well, a, a lot of it has to do with ownership there. Now, some people want an owner, you know, like Jerry Jones, who's very much involved. You know, and then you got an owner like, you know, Jeffrey Lurie, who's involved, but Jeffrey doesn't, you know, he's on the field, and Jeffrey's on the field to celebrate with his team. He's also there because it also gives him an opportunity to get some camera time. He, that doesn't hurt as well. You know, his family's in the movie business anyway. So, uh, but when you got a guy like Jerry Jones, who is, I guess, the second coming of Al Davis. Mm-hmm. You know that could be a real ugly. That could be a real ugly thing. You know, yeah, he's won a Super Bowl, but that could be an an ugly thing, and and that's very ugly in Dallas now. They got great talent, but a great well, I mean, coach. Wait, wait, wait. Do they really have good talent? Because that's all you hear about. They have this all this great talent. Well, the great talent did not perform, and they didn't get into the playoffs. So I don't think they really do have good talent. And if they do have good talent, they haven't merged together as a team. They haven't. They're not playing as a cohesive unit, as they would say. They, they just don't have it together. They got smothered. Uh, they got in, totally embarrassed in Philadelphia. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be a good game. Uh, the Eagles came out and just whipped them. Just whipped them. Well, and and the, and the whole that whole organization with Jerry Jones all the way down. All the money they paid out for these players, and they and they can't get it together. I mean, there's a lot of issues with the Cowboys. Well, that, that's right like now. the Yankees in, in, in baseball. They have yeah, you all can't that buy talent. Championships, right? Well, you no, can't do I, it. I'm I mean, not going to say. I'm not going to agree with you on that. What one in fifteen last year? Yeah, uh, they had the Michael Vick problem. They had all this, you know, crap going on, and all of a sudden, look at them. Well, that's what them. I'm going to say. I'm not going to say that you can't. Oh boy, I, I can't say no, you anything can't buy, you can't because buy we got championships. <laughs> well, we got music, so if we got music, that means we got to take a break. Okay, you're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one coast in the world. Man, man. We got to take a break. We're in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
I'm Ed Hanway, Chairman and CEO of Cigna Corporation. In America today, one in eight babies is born prematurely, and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause. Solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth. It's time for us to do more to help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and moms across America. Sign the petition for preemies at marchofdimes.com petition. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports all right let's get right back to where we were listen to rail of sports and the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world i'm a happy fan man i'm a happy happy camper you know and i I, I am uh, well, I got to say this because, uh, you know, we're going to close it out with the Cowboys pretty soon. I don't want to close it out with the Eagles, but I want to close it out with the Cowboys. But I got to say this, you know, Wade Phillips has to take responsibility for the team. I- I've heard reports that, you know, guys are, you know, missing meetings or guys are perhaps maybe coming late to meetings. When you have an undisciplined football team, it does spill over into, you know, perhaps maybe how they're performing you know, mm-hmm. on the field. And, well, and, you know, and, you say that all the time, you know, Ray. I mean, the, the team has to work together. And, and it was on the news that Wade Phillips said uh, he was fining the players, fining them for being late or not showing up or whatever. And then they're saying that, no, he didn't find them. He's letting them do whatever they want. So, I mean, the Cowboys organization right now is a bunch of liars. Nobody knows what's going on down there. Um, they uh, the, the fans are pissed off. The owner, uh, who knows what he's going to do with all that money. And that new stadium they have that's coming up next year. $100 million. Uh, a huh? yeah, hundred million dollars spaceship. I mean, they can't get to the playoffs. They're, they're, they, they, uh, it's all this hype from the networks and the mainstream media about the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. I am so sick of hearing about the Cowboys. What about everybody else? Well, now, what do, you know, why do we have to? And then, so I'm glad Philly just wiped them off the face of the earth on Sunday and said, you know what, f you. Go back to Texas. That's exactly what they did. The statement was made, and that's why the Eagles are going to be in the Super Bowl. Well, they say everything's bigger in Texas. Well, this is probably uh, a big loss for them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? They had their they 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 should have been in the playoffs and they blew it. You know, they it, it blew was. it all the way through December. Don't blame it on the Eagles. They they blew it for the whole month of December, right? Well, they blew it. Me, so, I, I just don't understand this. There's one thing that I don't understand as, as as a professional athlete when everything is on the line. I had a problem, you know, in Philly one time when when Norman Brainwood had put some extra money into the pot if uh-huh. we would have made the playoff. And I've said this on the air before, but for Dallas today, I mean, to know that this game was going to give you an opportunity to perhaps maybe, you know, certainly make it to the playoffs, but perhaps maybe even get a chance to play in the Super Bowl and you show up and play a game like you know, something is wrong beyond what just happened. And, and, and he let it go for too long. There, there are some players on that team yep. that should not be on that team next year. I know there's some who will player, not be. Who was the defensive, uh, the defensive line player who was screaming and yelling on the sideline? I, I, I believe it was Tank Johnson. Tank Johnson. Now, now, right. I, I, he, he is an immature brat. Well, here's what I can say. Yelling. I don't know the man, but no, here's what, here, know, here, he but what I saw. His, his, uh, his emotion showed it on the, fi- uh, the sidelines. He should have been doing that on the field because they weren't playing good. They, they you know, he's at 
there screaming and yelling and the uh, players are uh, fighting with each other. That is not a good organization. Well, I'll tell you what, whatever his, things that I know about. whatever his problem was, you're exactly right. He, he could have taken care of his problem right there on the field. His problem was Donovan McNabb. That, that was his problem. No, he, that, he's a big baby. He should have gotten to big, Donovan. Big you know, he should have gotten Donovan on his back. You know, he should have gotten Donovan out of the game. You know, That's what you were saying. I've he, always, he wants to show his anger and his emotions. He should have done it on the field and put McNabb on his back, but he didn't do it. He sat on the sidelines screaming and yelling at people. He should have done that. <laughs> I've always been one, and the best way to eliminate a threat on the football field is to eliminate it. Take it out. Take it out. But right, he, he, right. Didn't, he didn't do that. So you're right. I agree with you on that. And you know, the other thing I want to say, too, is the de- defense on the Eagles, I, I mean, just absolutely fabulous. Those guys are the best. I mean, it was such an exciting game to see them just picking up the ball and running down the field. It was great. It was, well, just, it was superb. You know, I've, I've, always, I've always been a, uh, a Brian Dawkins fan, you know. And, oh, I love uh, him. You know, he's, he, he, he's one of those men. He, he plays the game with every – he gives it everything that he has. You never have to worry – you know, and, and football, a lot of people, you know, like in business, you can measure performance. You can measure the performance of a stock. You can measure the performance of a football player. Uh-huh. Brian Dawkins brings performance from that position. You look at diff- every position out there, and, you know – and when you when it's all said and done in a football game, the defense has so many plays and the offense has so many plays. And if you've got people in positions that are making big plays, then you're going to win. If they're not, then you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. He made two spectacular plays, mm-hmm. and they both resulted in touchdowns. You mm-hmm. know, and, and he made them. You know, one right after the other. Yeah. You, you got people like that on your team. You're going to win, and when you I mean, look you at the Cowboys, the without them scoring, nah, and you and when, I mean, when you look at the Cowboys, they were scoring. Nobody did anything. No big plays on the other side of the ball. Football games are won with big plays. When you, we know, you know what Troy Aikman said, and I'm I'm going to paraphrase this. He said, if they 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 still have a chance to come back, wouldn't this be the the game of the century if they came back and won? And he was still rooting for the Cowboys when it was thirty-seven to three. Well, Troy, going, Troy, where, listen, where are you coming from, dude? Troy, I mean, you know, he, he again, he's he's a homer. What do you expect? He's a he's a network announcing job. Shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, should be, well, you know, well, should, should well, be unbiased. Well, well, what do you expect? I mean, I, well, I've I've listened to Troy, and well, I like you know, I, mean, I like Troy. If I, was, if I was doing play by play, I wouldn't be saying. Well, that, I like you know? listen. I like Troy's perspective of the game. You know, but when he, <laughs> I, I think for some reason or another, when he when the Eagles and the Cowboys are on, or whenever the Eagles are on, I think he's always been critical of Donovan McNabb. He does not want to give Donovan the credit that Donovan deserves. When you look well, at you know, Donovan's you know, statistics. He is a cowboy. He is a homer, and he doesn't like the Eagles. Yeah, and I you mean look- the Cowboys hate the Eagles, and the, and, the, and the Eagles hate the Cowboys. It's one of the, the uh, 1961 is when all this started. Basically, in 1960, when the Cowboys came into the league, I mean, it's been a, hate, a hated rivalry for years. And you know, you played them when you were. When well, you, you, were you got. You know but you've got to give credit where credit is due. You know, That's Donovan's exactly right. been to four NFC Championship games. He's been to the Super Bowl. There have been other great quarterbacks who have not won the Super Bowl. My favorite quarterback has never won a Super Bowl, Dan Marino. Never won a Super Bowl. So I just think that Troy is a little overcritical when it comes to the Cowboys, I mean to the Eagles in particular, Donovan McNabb. But let's move on because I'm happy on. the Eagles won, but there's Eagles, some other people. The Eagles people. played Minnesota and I gotta give a, Saturday. Yeah, and I got to stay in the state of Pennsylvania for a minute. I want to give a shout-out to some of my good Penn State friends because, come on, Penn State is about to play the University of Southern California in the Rose Bowl. Please, Penn State. Show up, please. Show up. We'll talk about Ohio State later because the Buckeyes have arrived here in the Valley. And, you know, they got a chance to redeem themselves. But 
Penn State, USC, please show up. Do you, do you, and that's what I'm saying, too. Please show up. There's a lot of Pennsylvania. They had it on the local news here. A lot of people from uh, Pennsylvania are coming into uh, Southern California to watch that game and uh, spending a lot of money, too. And I think that's going to be the game of the uh, of the college football. It's going to be that game. Yeah, and there's going to be quite a few of those guys that are playing in that game that will be playing on Sundays. NFL. You know, there's, there's some pro football players. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what. I don't think the Detroit Lions could be any of those teams. They couldn't be. They definitely couldn't be USC. I think a high school team could beat the uh, Lions. And speaking of the Lions, let me talk about that for a little bit. I mean, in your opinion, fan man, okay, should the coach have been fired? Yes. You know, but the co- here's what he said, and I agree with him. He said, okay, you can't expect to go 0-16 and keep your job. But he also said there's some other things that he should have said that he didn't say. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the players and their performance. You know, I mean, what kind of effort was given by those players? Who the heck – who the hell wants to go on 16? Well, you know what? I watched the uh, the game on Thanksgiving Day with them, and they, they, they just don't play. No, they don't they, play. They, they don't. I mean, it's like they, they don't even care. They're just, hey, I'm collecting a paycheck. I have to go out here and do it. And, you know, it's, you don't see any motivation well, at all. I, I'm gonna that, comes from the, that comes from the top. But right? football, that's the wrong game to approach like you don't care. I mean, there should have been a number of those guys who should not have had a chance to start that last game. There should have been not even that last game. I mean, wholesale changes should have been made about halfway through the season. I am a result of a wholesale change. As, as, as change, as a matter of fact, Kevin Coon, shout out Kevin. Kevin's a local guy here this morning. He and I spoke, and and I was telling him that as a result of a game that we played in Chicago Bears, there was wholesale changes, and I got a chance to start. Just changes across the board because mm-hmm. the coach felt as if, hey, something's not happening here. And I'm just he's going to make some changes. That's why we're going to give some guys an opportunity. Hey, he didn't, give some... he didn't do what he needed to do to try to win some games. He just let it go the way it was going, and it fell apart, and that's the end of that. And I, why in the world doesn't a coach halfway through the season realize, you know what, my job's on the line. I mean, don't stay with the same thing if it's not working. Maybe, you know you... what, Ray, maybe he just didn't care. No, maybe, no, maybe no. Maybe there's so much political unrest in that organization that he just said, you know, screw it. You know, what am I going to do? Well, I mean, well, I, have these, I have these crummy players in here. They don't do anything. They, they don't play hard. Um, you know, he, he just gave he, – he, I think he, he just gave up. Well, I wouldn't Only say – Well, you, you can't say that a coach is up for the simple reason is the coach is not on the field. If the quarterback goes to throw the football down the field to a receiver – a coach, that's out of the coach's hands. If the receiver drops the ball, the coach can't catch it, nor can he throw it. So the players are the ones who gave up. And if they gave up, then you should have made some wholesale changes. Right, he and, should have. And, and well, got rid of the Jets. The Jets fire Mangini uh, because they thought, okay, and everybody said, and I said it too, with Brett Favre being in there, they, they went to a 75-1 to shot to go to the playoffs, where, where before Favre was signed, it was 500-1. Uh, to So Mangini uh, didn't make the playoffs, and Favre fell apart at the, at the end, throwing interceptions all over the place. Again. That's why Green Bay got rid of him. Well, listen, again, why get rid of Mangini? Was it his fault? Did he throw the interceptions? No, Brett threw the interceptions. Yeah, you know, but Mangini probably was the one that pushed it uh, to get Brett Favre in there. I'm sure he did. I'm sure okay, he did. And so, so his his uh, ass was on the line. But, and basically, uh, when they didn't make the playoffs, that was the end of him. Well, let me just say this: there's, there's certain decisions that coaches can and cannot make, and and they're, all coaches are not in charge of personnel. And it's, it's you know, it's like okay, let's say if you're playing a card game, wouldn't you like to have you know the opportunity to pick the cards and that you get a chance to play against me with? 
Yeah, of course you would. Well, that doesn't happen in football. You got to play with the hand you're dealt. And so sometimes the coach has to play with the players that he has. Now, if Mangini had all his own players, then that's a different story. But if he's playing with what they gave him and trying to do the best he could, and, and they and they chose Brett, and he's got to go out there with Brett. And, and, I mean, you saw some of the interceptions that Brett would throw. Mangini well, was well, like – let me well, let me say one thing here. Chad Pennington, he played with the Jets, right? They got rid of him, dumped him off in Miami. And 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 who cost and how, who they lose against? Although I I wanted to see I I wanted to see Brett win. I did want to see Brett win. I'll say that. But yeah, that's who they lost to. They lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, and Chad Pennington was the quarterback for the Jets. Is, am I correct? You're, he was. Yes, he, he was. Right. Yeah. And the Jets decided that they were going to let him go, and they, and they were going to take Brett. Yeah. There you go. Okay. They got rid of him. And so wait a second. So who made that decision? Was that Mangini's? Did he have? Hey, if he's in control of all decisions for personnel, we don't know that. We don't know that. But but he was the sacrificial lamb. He had to go, uh, and yep. there was too many other players, you know, who could have done some things differently. All right, now the magical question is: Does Brett Favre retire again? <laughs> I, well, here it's, it's not a magical question to me. Is it, I think is it, is I, here's is what I, I think: Brett, I think right now, perhaps he should retire. He, he he wanted one more go at it. It was still in his blood. He felt like he wanted to play, but a thirty-year, thirty-nine-year-old quarterback, his body—he got beat up this year. You yeah, know? He, really he, he may have to have soldier shoulder surgery. Okay, like so I said, he's probably sitting on his tractor in Tennessee, sitting there pondering his future. Well, it, it's nice to be in that position where you know you can do that. You know, but they—I think what he should do, he should make these for the team, and he should just step in this year and say, "Hey, guys, I appreciate." what you did you gave me an opportunity you know i had some football left to me you know i gave him my best this year it was a long hard season we had a lot of fun he brought a lot of fun back to new york you know in terms of football it was competitive as a matter of fact at the end it was a little bit more exciting for them than it was for the giants because the giants you know i think you don't want to back into the playoffs And and i'm not so sure you know the giants aren't backing into the playoffs right now you know uh they're not as hot as the Eagles are right now, I tell oh, you that. really hot. We got some more music. This is going a little bit too fast, guys. Can we slow time down Let's any way possible? Slow time down, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. As always, we're in Phoenix living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this mess. Yes. I wanna be as free as the spirits of those who left. I'm talking Malcolm Coltrane, my man Yousef, through death, through conception. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Jack LaLanne.com presents Jack LaLanne Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLanne and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLanne, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLanne Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports good girl going bad i hope that doesn't happen to my daughter man oh i forgot i'm on the air i love good girls that go bad <laughs> you're listening to real sports in the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world listen anybody wants to call 866-472-5788 of course that is a toll-free number again it's 866-472-5788 fam and i gotta I, let me be a homer for a minute i, I just gotta be a homer for a minute I, I got an email today from a lot of my good friends from out in uh, cleveland ohio and, you know, Romeo, we, we knew he was, uh, you know, no doubt he was on his way out. But how in the world? Again, you got rivalry football games that have been going on for the, since the existence of the, the game of football. And Cleveland and Pittsburgh, it's like Dallas and the Eagles. You know, how in the world, you know, the Browns turn around and do something just like the Cowboys. How do you get beat 31 to nothing? I mean, Ben goes home, you know, goes out of the stadium, you know, on a stretcher. He's got a, you know, concussion. And the Browns get beat 31 to nothing. And I really just don't understand that. I really don't. I don't understand it either. The Browns need a complete makeover like the Lions do. Yeah, they had a makeover. Howard just turned around and said, no way, I'm not going over there. Too much work. And that's another thing. You know, we get snubbed by Bill Cowher. You know, Bill, Bill, you play for the Browns. You coach for the Browns. Maybe he's not, you know, maybe Bill's not, not he's not ready to come back in. He, he needs another year No, off. he's going to come back in, but he's going to come back in New York. I guess the money's a little better in New York. But I think we got a call out there. I think Barry's on the line. Barry, are you with us? Hey, Barry, what's happening? Oh, just in the cold of Ohio. Oh, uh, Barry, hey, you out there in Ohio, home. huh? Yeah, doing real good up here. Uh, wishing we had a coach already so we can see what next season was going to look like well barry tell me a little bit about not you know i didn't get a chance to see that game but what 31 zip i mean come on you know at halftime it was still decent it was only 14 zip at halftime you know uh, when you look at the production sheets and in, in terms of what's happening on the cleveland side of the ball i'm not seeing any passing game i'm not seeing any running game i'm not seeing anything from cleveland what, what's happening well, I don't know, Ray. You you were with the Browns, and you know that the, what the rivalry between the Steelers and the Browns was like. It's the, the drive, the motivation is not there. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, you know, 
the fans still talk about that uh, rivalry between the two teams, and now we can't even get the coaches up for it. I think the players are ready, but I don't think the coaches are up for it. Hey, I know Terry Bradshaw took Terry took tremendous pride in saying that the Browns and never had beaten them in Three River Stadium when he was there. He took tremendous pride in saying, hey, I'm, I'm not on the same playing field as Terry Bradshaw in no means, but I'm going to take tremendous pride in saying, hey, I know that I got a game football at home that belongs to me from when we went in Three River Stadium in, in 1986. I'm going to go way back and beat him for the first time ever. But it meant something to me to go into Three River Stadium and win that football game. I mean, I knew about the rivalry because I grew up in Canton, Ohio, and for the the players today for this Browns and Steelers match to get together and, and for there to be, I can look at this on paper and I see no energy from the Cleveland Browns at all. No emotion. Emotion won't win a football game alone, but you got to play with emotion. Well, again, again, you're right, Ray. There's no emotion like on the Lions. There's no emotion to win. And the Browns, the same thing. I mean, it all starts with the coach. It all starts at the top. You got the Raiders. You got you got the Raiders. You know who go out and put up thirty one points against Tampa Bay, who's trying to get into the play. See, that's what I'm talking about. You know, we we talk about Al Davis, but this team, the last game of the season. I mean, they knew they could be spoilers, and then not only that, they know they could end the season on a decent note, and they go out and and they beat Tampa Bay. Hey Barry, let me ask you a question. Uh, how the, what are the Browns uh, fans saying right now about the coaching? Browns, Browns fans are are very upset. Uh, we're probably, and I, you know, I'm prejudiced, but I think we're some of the most knowledgeable fans in the NFL. Uh, we've gone through the downs and the bad years and the no years when Mark Modell took us to, to Baltimore. So these fans want progress. These fans want to win. Um, they don't see, we've had emotional coaches. We don't see any emotion out of Romeo. We don't have to see it anymore either now that he's gone. But, uh, I still don't think Bill Cowher's out of the mix. I mean, you can, you, can, you can say a lot of things about everybody, but I don't think Bill Cowher's is out of the mix. And the emotion that he would bring to the Browns is amazing. He, he, he'd bring emotion to the team. He would make the guys want to go out there and play. He'd show discipline on the field. You know, he is the kind of guy we need. Um, I don't know about this new guy that they keep talking about, uh, Pelosi. Um, you know, I understand he's uh, uh yeah, I uh, can't think of his name right now. The uh, general manager for the Dolphins, I guess he's his son-in-law. You know, we just want to see a winning team. We want to see a coach that will come in here and throw some discipline at the guys and not afraid, like Mike Singletary, and set these guys down on the bench until they want to be productive individuals. Right, let's see, the thing with Mike Singletary a couple weeks ago when they put him in as the interim coach, and I said to Ray, Mike Singletary, the way the, 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 the team turned around immediately when he went in there, when he was named interim coach, and I said to Ray, you can guarantee Singletary is going to be the coach of that team. He's, the 49ers are going to be a revived team next year and for a long time and, and, and for, the, for, the, for the foreseeable future. And they need to bring in somebody like a Singletary, somebody who's played the game, somebody who knows how to coach, somebody who can, like you said, get the, get, get the team excited, get them emotionally going so the fans get into it again. And I watched the Browns over the, over the season, and that coach, just, he just stood there. It was like, hey, you know. Okay. Well, well, let me say this, fan man. I, I'm going to say this because there are a couple guys that stand there and win. Tony Dungy stands there and he wins. You yeah, know, but this guy. When you look, when you look at the coach of the Browns, he, he, you know, Dungy. You can see the emotion in his face. You know, with this guy, you don't. You didn't see anything. Fan man, let me I say mean, this. To me, it was like, you but know, Romeo has five Super Bowl championship rings. Five. Well you, well, you can have five Super Bowl rings, but that doesn't say that you can be a good coach. No, no, no. What that says is, yeah, you can be a good coach, but what happens is, you got some players. You, you got to. Get rid of people. 
I, you know, the bottom line is you can call a play, but players got to go out there and execute. That's what Tony Dungy says about emotion. Emotion, you can't win a ball game on emotion alone. Players have to execute. And when you do not, here's what Romeo's problem is, is he didn't pull the trigger. He didn't pull the trigger and get the players out that don't want to play and put the guys in that do want to play because there's no way in the world you're supposed to lose the final game of the year knowing that your game, your job is on the line and everybody else's job is on the line, 31-zip. And for the Browns fans, again, I, what I don't like about a game that's 31-zip like this and, and then uh, you know Tennessee losing, although they're in the playoffs, they lost 23-zip. You know, this is a game, give the fans their money's worth. And I want games to go down to the wire. You know, 33-31, that's a good game. You know, that that was the Saints and the, and, and, and the, and the Panthers, you know. Uh, I mean, 31-27, the Rams and the Falcons. You know, the Rams even tried to win a game. But 31-zip, nah, that's – I can't take that. I can't yeah. accept it. It's unacceptable. That's been, the, that's been the way for a lot of teams at the end of the season. I mean, if there's no motivation, there's no drive for the coach or for the players because they know the coach is gone, why do they want to win? Why do they well, want you know, to you know what, that, that, Dan, Dan, that's exactly right. The Browns had nothing to, to play for, but they did have something to play for in the beginning of the season, and they, and they didn't do it. Well, let me say this, guys. I mean, at the beginning of the year, fan man, you're right. Who cares? I mean, thirty-one nothing, and and and, and uh, uh, Pittsburgh quarterback is taking over the stretcher. They still beat them thirty-one the nothing. Right now, they beat New York. Where was where did they come up with the drive and the determination? There, they wanted it. The there was Barry. You're right. I will give you this at the at the beginning of the year. There was a lot at stake for the Browns and a whole lot of other teams. And the Browns did come. I mean, the Browns probably had as many national TV games as anybody out there. You know, preseason, they were expected to come out and win. But at the end of the season, guys, I want you guys to understand this. There is incentive for players. Players make an awful lot of money. And and you cannot go into corporate America, leave the playing field, and go to corporate America and make that kind of money. You still got to go. You don't even you don't even have uh, working experience to go out and get a job yet. So you're certainly not going to be guaranteed that you're even going to get a job. And now the job you have that's paying you minimum quarter of a million dollars, you're telling me you don't even want to play like you want that job next year. I I just don't understand it. Well, that's right, Ray. When you look at it, you go into corporate America, they don't pay you $300,000 just to walk into an office. Right. I mean, these guys got it made. All they have to do is go out and play hard uh, and work out. And, you know, you've been there. And I, I'm not a player. I, never, I, I have never done it. But if I was a player, I would work out. I would keep myself in top physical form. And I would go out to play because that's my job. My job is to win for the fans of Cleveland. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Hey, Barry. My job. Barry, when you look at the season, what was the most disappointing part of the season in terms of players that you expected to come out and have a good year this year and, and just, didn't, just didn't show up? Not re- not realizing that coaching and the management not er- realizing early in the season that Brady Quinn should have been the starter. So uh, so so you're saying the coaches and management made they made that that was their mistake. What about players in terms of who didn't produce on the field? Who who was who didn't a disappointment on the field? Um, our defensive backs I thought were a little a little wary. Uh, McDonald played like a superstar one game and then he played like a horse's to the next game. He, um, I mean, there's not. You can't, I can't blame it on one individual. Uh, I even like what Bill Cowher said one game. You know, during the halftime and the evaluations, he said Cleveland Browns are, are are one or two players short from being a Super Bowl team and a head coach. Uh, you know, and then Dick Mojoleski made the statement in favor of of uh, Cornell. He said that I have never called a bad play. The players just didn't execute. That, that's it. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I'll never move from that spot. And the spot is that 
Every there's not you know people always talk about a play that's designed to gain two yards. There is not a play in the playbook that is designed for two yards. Every play in the playbook is designed for a touchdown, provided that every person on the offensive side of the ball does his job. So there's no such thing as a two-yard play. You hear people say, well, there's nothing in the playbook for, uh, you know, third and, and 20. There is. Every play is designed for third and 20. If you run 20 yards or if you catch a pass for 20 yards, it's designed for 20 yards. It's yeah, up to Ray, you. Why do we do? Why, why is it when we have a third and eight or a third and 20, we run half the pattern we need for the pass play? You know, we had a third and 20 and they ran an eight yard pass play. No, but so, somebody ran. You know, 30 yards down the field, they just didn't throw the ball. That that person didn't get open. Mm -hmm. But it's your job to get open or it's your job to catch the ball and make somebody miss. I'll never forget Pete Carroll used to tell me in, in, in catching punts at Ohio State, you're supposed to make that first person miss. Hey, Barry, man, we really enjoyed having you on the show. You got music, so that means we got to take a break. You listen to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. We'll be right back after this mess. Getting my money right until the blue and whites. Now the money coming slow, but at least a nigga knows slow motion better than. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. been a long time coming but you know what they say Kaye. slow motion better than no motion so Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Yes, this is what everybody has a chance to do to make it to the playoffs. They all start out 
undefeated. Now we got some defeats. This is Real Sports. <laughs> this is Real Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one coach in the world. Fan man, and guess what? The Texans fired the defensive coordinator and two other coaches. Goodbye. And 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 the Texans did that. Now you, you're saying that the Texans fired. Three coaches altogether? Yep, Richard Smith, he's the coordinator, and two other defensive coaches. They fired the secondary coach, uh, John Hoke, and they fired Jethro Franklin. Now, the Texans did that, and here's what I'm saying. They did that. The Texans finished. The Texans, was well, they were on par with the rest of right. the playoff teams that made it right. in terms of how, what they did in the fourth quarter of their season. As a matter of fact, the last five games, the Texans were four and one. They were four and one in their last five games, and they're firing people. You know, and yeah, they're firing people because the defense uh, is at the bottom of the league in defense, but the offense with Houston, they uh, they rank third in the NFL. But they're the making twenty second. They're making allowed. So I can see why they got rid of them after a second year. They can't get past the eight and eight uh, five hundred mix. Yeah, but they're making they're making changes, and and in order for you to win. Your last four games, you know, four four and one, you're saying that the defense, yeah, they fired the guys on the defense, but guess what? The defense held their opponent to less team, less points than the offense scored, and that's right. what the game's all about. That's so, what the game's all about. E- hey, let's move on to my favorite Tweety Birds and Atlanta coming I up. I want to move on to the Tweety Birds last. Oh, I, you want to do that last? Okay. <laughs> no, you know, we can do that because it's playoff time, and they made the playoffs. Yeah, they, they, yeah, made, they, they made the playoffs. I don't the think playoff. they're going to go far in the but playoffs. Here, here, I think Atlanta you, you, is going to crush uh, the Tweety Birds. I don't think the Tweety Birds have a chance. Oh, yeah, they beat lowly Seattle. The Co- Holmgren's leaving. Uh, you know, the team is like, who cares? We're not, we're not in it. And so so basically Seattle took a lead, and then uh, they came back, and uh, they won 34-14 to 14 or whatever it was. But they lost the game the week before when we weren't on the air. They lost 47-6 to 6 or something. Yeah, they lost that game. And again, yeah, well, yeah, so that shows that they're not ready for prime time. They're not ready. The Cardinals, the Tweety Birds, or the Pigeons, whatever you want to call them, they're not ready. They got in there because they're in a weak division, as we've already talked about. And I think Atlanta is going to just crush the, the Tweety Birds and put them out of their misery. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't happen they're, because they're, they're, they're not they're not ready for prime time. Well, they're, they're, I picked, they can't play a good when they play good teams. Ready, they lose. Well, I picked the Atlanta Falcons early in the year to do well because, as a matter of fact, when I participated and shout out to butts and butts when i when i participated in the butts and butts fantasy sports mm-hmm. uh you know very from the, the very first game I, I picked matt as the quarterback and not not and your matt. The offensive player of the year not not your matt here in, <laughs> in oh you're talking about, you talking about hollywood matt uh, oh no 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 what no I, from atlanta falcons i oh, picked matt, matt. yeah because i wanted i thought matt should have been the quarterback that the eagles end up picking up instead of taking the other guy called too early you know when they really didn't need a quarterback, but anyway, we won't talk about that. But but I knew he looked good. That kid looked good in the preseason. That team, I did not expect them to perform the way they did. But they well, you was, know what? Nobody expected the Falcons to do that. In fact, uh, in the beginning in September, when we were you know with the show, uh, we all said the Falcons weren't going to make it. I was one of them and said it. I said the Falcons have a long way no, to go. No, I didn't pick them. Nobody picked them. Nobody picked them to be in the playoffs. Nobody so they, picked them to be he, he probably is the coach of the year. You got to give him credit. You know, you could say the Dolphins because they turned around too. But I, I'm I'm not so sure with all the adversity that we're faced with there in Atlanta. Michael you know, and all the other oh yeah, they had. yeah. The, I think. He he should be named coach of the year too. But but when you look at Atlanta, you know a- Atlanta has the ability to do a couple. They got a, a very good passing game, and, and they got a damn good running game too. And that's what that's what you need right now. As a matter of fact, you know if you if you look at people going into the playoffs, 
you know, when you look at last week's games, you know, those teams that are running the ball well, you know, Atlanta, they're doing Michael Turner's running the ball damn good, you know. Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. they're running, you know. Carolina's terrific. Both of those guys are doing, you know, a great job. Pittsburgh, you know, Willie Parker's back. Mm-hmm. He had a good game. And San Diego. Now, I want to know, and I just had some major dental work done. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm feeling good today, okay? But, <laughs> yeah, you sound pretty good. Like it was last week, you couldn't talk. But, man, I'm telling you. It was, it was nice not to hear you talk. I don't know what Ladanian. Ladanian must have been feeling pretty good. He must have had some pretty good meds last week, too, because he ran the ball better than I've seen him run the ball all this year. And even last year, I mean, he was able to make plant and cut the burst that we said that Edge didn't have anymore because right. – you know, his, his age is catching up with him and, you know, the pounding on his body. Well, I thought that had happened to LaDainian until this past weekend. Out of nowhere, I see a LaDainian Thompson that I haven't seen, oh, gosh, in, 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 in weeks, seasons. But he looked very good, and then something caught up to him, and he, he you know, pulled a groin or something. And, and But Darren Sprawls, I mean, he, the, that kid is probably, what, well, five, six? You, I was happy that San Diego won because if you remember the beginning of the year with that coat with the referee and remember all the all the problems with San Diego, uh, and they pulled it out, they beat Denver, and um, go, go, go. Well, of course I'm not going to root for Denver. But, I know you're going to root but, for Denver. You hate Denver. But, but, <laughs> but San Diego has been a team that's been a little disappointing, you know, and going into the playoffs – you know, San Diego, again, it, but it came down to the last game. Well, here we go again, San Diego and the Colts. Here we go again. That's a repeat from what, last year or the year before? I can't recall. Yeah, well, they, they've always been at it. They've always been at it. And yeah. the, the Colts, they just haven't been able, you know, San Diego, when they, whenever Indianapolis comes to their place or they go to their place, you know, right, it's so, always a so tough game. So we have Atlanta and Arizona, uh, and that's on Saturday. That's on NBC, and the Philly-Minnesota game is on Sunday at 4 But Arizona, let's give the them a Arizona little bit. game Saturday But give Arizona some credit now. I mean, I'm not going to give on. them any credit. I don't, I don't believe they're going to win. I, and the way they played, good teams. When they play a good team, they don't win. And Atlanta is a good team. When they play, when the, when the Tweety Birds play lousy teams, they win. I think this. I, I think it's going to be a very good game. I think. I, 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 think, think, it's going, I think it's going, going to be a high scoring game. I think game. Atlanta's going to march in the uh, University of Phoenix and, and and kick their asses over the field and leave. They, I think they I, want to go. They want to be in the championship game. I can. I, I know Atlanta's going to pull it off. Well, Atlanta. At this time, everybody wants to be in the championship game. Why not? But I think Atlanta's going to pull it up. Atlanta wants to win. Atlanta is going in very strong. Where the Cardinals have lost the last three games, other than the Seattle game, they went right down the toilet. They were even say, even the media, the media experts were saying the same thing that the Cardinals are just not ready to make the move. And I, I, I mean, I watch the games. I see it. They're 100 percent right. There's experts. no way they're going to beat Atlanta. No media way. experts. What media? Why are you? Th- Atlanta's in the playoffs. Making fun of the media experts. Yeah, because Atlanta's <laughs> in the playoffs. How are they going to? All of a sudden, they're experts, and Atlanta's in the playoffs. Well, you didn't pick them I mean, at the beginning experts. of the year. Look at us. I picked the Giants last year, and everybody laughed at me, and the Giants won the Super Bowl. No, everybody didn't laugh at you. There was a lot of people out there that thought the Giants were going to win that Super Bowl. A lot you of mean, people okay, made so, a lot of money. Okay, so then we have, okay, so we have uh, Baltimore and Miami. That's going to be interesting. Well, why do you think that's going to be interesting? Tell me why you think that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I just think it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, but do, Miami, you, do you really Miami think, do you really think some, Miami can beat the Ravens with the Ravens the way the Ravens are playing right I, now? I, you know, that's why it's going to be an interesting game. I can't. I can't pick a winner on this one. I, it's going to be. That's going to be an interesting game to watch. Well, now, if I, I'm, I'm going with the Ravens. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just got to go with the Ravens. The way the defense is playing, Ed Reed is playing. You know, Ray Ray's playing good now. You know, I, they got a great quarterback, a rookie quarterback. No, I like the Ravens are hot right now. I, I would think that you know, 
Miami might be good against if, if they were over in the NFC and they were playing Atlanta. That'd be a good game. Be a good I, game. I don't know if Miami – I mean, the Ravens play hard, tough-nosed football. Yes, they do. You know, it's almost like a fight. You know, I don't. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I'm, I'm going with the Ravens on that one. I got to well, go with the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going I'm to leave that one open on the San Diego Colts. I'm going to go with San Diego, Philly, Minnesota. Wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Peyton Manning, as hot as he is, and you're telling me you're going to go against Peyton Manning? Yeah, I'm going to go San Diego. That's because you're living down there in California. No, no, like no, no, no. I don't really care about them. I, you know. I just think San Diego's going to win that game. I got to go with Peyton. Peyton's hot. All you know, right. Peyton All had right. surgery so early in the year. I, I got San Diego. You got the Colts. Uh, Philly. We both got Philly. Uh, we're split on Arizona. Hey, how, wait, wait, wait. How do you know I got? How do you know I got the Eagles? How do you know I got the Eagles? Maybe I can read your mind. Maybe I'm, I'm not going to pick the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You're a homer. Oh, you're going to pick Minnesota? <laughs> hey, wait, yeah, yeah. Hey, wait a second. Now I do want to say this. You can put eight, the only thing I don't like, and and I've told many people this. When you put eight men in the box, you know what I hate about that is when that running back breaks the hole, he's got a free safety. And there's very few free safeties in this league that are going to make a tackle on Adrian Peterson in the middle of the field. And and in our case, you got one of the best that ever played the game, Brian Dawkins. Now, I think Brian will be able to make that tackle. But the Eagles run blitz. And they're going to do a lot of that. And I'm just concerned that Adrian's going to break some long runs on the Eagles. I'm going with right. the Eagles. I'm going, going with, with the Eagles. Okay, so but, you go, but Adrian, we're, we're man, going with the Eagles. We're split on the Atlanta Arizona game. Uh, we're split on the Indianapolis San Diego game, and we're uh, and and Baltimore and Miami. You're picking Baltimore. I'm not picking anybody on that because I I don't know who's going to win. I, I I can't. Even, I don't. That game's going to be really tight. I, you can't not pick anybody. Well, no, this pick is Miami a sports then. talk show. No, I'll, I'll We're talking Miami. about sports. You're going to pick Miami? Yeah. Man. Yeah, I, think, I think Miami's the underdog. I think Miami's going to come in and win the game. I, no, really I, I mean, it's going to be close. That's why I'm undecided. It's, it's going to be a close game. It, it, you're right. It may be. I and I, I want to see. I from Minnesota. I think Atlanta's going to win. Uh, no, hands down, they're going to blast the Tweety Birds out of their stadium. Uh, San Diego has something to prove now. And I think that's the way it's going to come down. So you don't think Miami is just going to be happy with the fact that they made the playoffs? You know, Bill Parcells no, no, already, Parcells uh, yeah, already talking about the big tuna down there. The big tuna turned yeah, turn that team around. I was going and, to say that the big tuna is already talking about jumping ship because well, no, about, he's only going to jump ship. He has a uh, he's an out on his contract if the if the, if the Dolphins are sold. And there's rumors uh, running around, uh, uh, spreading around that uh, the owner might be selling the Dolphins. So who knows where the tuna would end up? Yeah, well, you know, he's a turnaround specialist. I love guys like that to come in and turn things around. He turned Dallas around. Look at that. Look what he did with Dallas, and then they bring in Wade Phillips. Look at that mess. Well, he built that team. I'll give him credit for this. The man knows how to motivate his football players. He knows how to bring players. in the right players at the right positions with the right personalities to form a winning team. That's what he does. Now, here's what he does. This man, I- I've talked to you about personalities and, and managing. Parcells know how he can manage. If he can manage Lawrence Taylor and Phil Sims mm-hmm. and, and, and God only knows how many other players have had problems T.O. and all those players the man's good I gotta give him credit I got that music that means I gotta go we've had a great time you've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world man, man. I hope that you guys join us next week but as always I'll see you next time which will be the best time go Bucks. Smile. I count for days. I'm gone.
get you myself warm Because I promise I'll be gone for a while When you see me again I hope that you have 